2: Hey, everybody, you're listening to the Work For It podcast on the Makery Network. I'm Brian House.
3: And I'm Ben Butler. And together we represent the two most important components of
2: the maker world. I work the steel. And I work the wood the show's primary focus is business in the workshop and then we reach out to you on social media with a question every week
3: we read your answers and then discuss them on the show
2: follow our show on any major podcast platform and on instagram at work for or you can support us for as little as one dollar a month on patreon.com forward slash work for it let's get on with the show Hey, what's happening, everybody? It's Brian House here for the Work for it podcast. Can you believe it? It's episode number forty-eight in a series of long uh, of a long year. Uh, we've been doing the Work for It podcast now almost for an entire year, which is uh, super exciting. And I appreciate you guys all coming along for the ride. Uh, I am in the studio by myself today. Actually, uh, Ben is on vacation for the next two. Weeks. So this session and the next session will all be uh, just me solo. And, you know, I thought about maybe bringing somebody on, doing some uh, back and forth stuff. Uh, I, I honestly, my time frames for just about everything have been reduced to zero. I uh, so uh, let's go back a ways on Friday of last week. Uh, my son, I went up to. um wake him up for school and he was not feeling well and that's kind of a been a thing with him for a while now and uh, he's my youngest son not Dexter Um, this is Emerson he is uh, he's 12 and you know sometimes he has stomach aches he's got a real sensitive digestive system like me Um, so you know he's saying he didn't feel well and all these uh, you know I don't want to go to school today kind of thing And I just decided, okay, you know, you're going to school and, you know, you've been sick a bunch of times and you're not going to miss any more school. Well, then as he's walking out the door, he throws up. So I was like, all right, well, head back to bed. Didn't think anything of it. Weekend goes by. He's totally fine by Saturday morning. He seems totally normal. Nothing, no big deal. And then, um, Sunday night I started getting the chills and realized I'm getting sick and, uh, of course, you know, I got what he got and, but I, you know, my 44 year old body doesn't respond to the germs like his 12 year old body does. So I, uh, you know, ended up getting really ill. And, um, for the last three days I have been doing absolutely nothing, very little, very the minimum. And my schedule is such that it doesn't really allow for any downtime. And, you know, with me throwing my back out not long ago and getting sick again a little while ago with COVID maybe. Um, God, it's just been, 2021 has been a worse the worst year I think I've experienced. 2020 wasn't terrible. 2021, though, is proving to be pretty rough for me. I'm usually a very positive person and not a negative person, but, man, I'm just, I cannot catch a break this year. Just a lot of a lot of adversity, a lot of negativity. Now, one of the things I always like to preach about is whenever your life starts to push you in the direction, uh, it starts pushing back at you. When there's adversity, even if it's being sick, a, or maybe a you know financial loss, or you know time loss, or just you know relationship uh, friction, I truly believe that that is part of uh, my growth period and that is how maybe I cope with the negativity and not go into a downward, sp- downward spiral and just start drinking and carrying on to try to forget my myself. But I just feel like, you know what, if I look at it like that, if I see the adversity as a benefit, as a positive, like uh, some of my worst experiences in my entire life resulted in some of the best changes that uh, happened to me in the future. So, you know, hey, it's all how you look at it. And that's the way I'm going to do it this this year. I'm going to see 2021 as a major growth year for me. And it's not only going to be a growth year in terms of, you know, my professional development of what I've got going on with House Made Industrial, the podcast, you know, my content creation. But I'm also pushing myself to grow as a human being. I am a man, so I typically don't spend a ton of time thinking about my uh, emotional response to things or whatever. I just kind of plow through and do my thing and, you know, hope it all comes out okay at the end. As I get older, I start to, you know, look back on a lot of those choices and decisions that I made based in emotional, you know, with an emotional side to my, you know, to the decision and then think, well, I probably should have done that differently. You know, I should have looked at it differently. Um, and that's what I'm planning on doing, uh, in 2021, because it feels like I'm not going to get anything done this year. It just feels like every single time I try to pursue something or move forward towards something, it's almost as if there was like a delayed COVID reaction. Now it's like everything is tough to find, tough to source. Um, materials are just getting way more expensive uh you know it's just like the backlash now you know we've we've burned through all of the cheap stock and all of the the stuff that you now need to do your work is not available or it's triple the price and my challenge you know doing the grinder project doing the youtube channel has always been you know keep this affordable make you know bring the value to your customer and still give them the same product, if not a better product, uh, for the same price. And that's just getting tough. So, you know, but again, baptism through fire. I, I'm i a big believer in that. Uh, when I started my first business, my first real business in 2006, I did not know that the worst economic depression since 1935 would occur, uh, you know, uh, in 2008, you know, and I, now I look back on that and it was like, dude, it was really tough. You know, it was a tough time of my life. Um, little kids, you know, not a lot of money, very lean times. Well, we were happy. We got through it. We, we did what we had to do and we made our way and were, uh, I would, th- I'd like to say somewhat successful through it all uh, just surviving. And I think is a success. And then, you know, we w- I look back on that now and I think, oh man, fuck it, man. Like anything at this point forward now is just, it's gravy. You know, I look at it, back; I look, I, nothing will be ever as bad as that. And I think I, I've spoken with some people um, who are now passed away, but they, you know, they survived the depression and they say the same thing. It was just like, you know, if you can go through that, you can go through anything. And uh, not that I'm equating what I had to deal with, it's not the same kind of, you know, economic depression in the back in the 30s when that occurred, you know, I think that that was really rough on a lot of people. Um, my experience was not quite that bad, but uh, I I know some people that it really was that bad, you know, barely making it, you know, almost being homeless and all. And um, anyway, you know, the, the, this is how I see it moving forward. All of that adversity was a growth period for me. It brought me from the lower mindset, the uh, look what's happening around me in five feet, to look what's happening around me in fifteen feet or twenty feet, and look not two years out or three, look fifteen, you know, look twenty years out, look five to ten years out, whatever it need you need to do, however far you can look, that's kind of what that taught me. And I feel like 2020 and 2021, again, a swift kick in the balls. I mean, a big one for us all. Um, I encourage you to see it as a growth period for yourself. Now, if you can thrive, I mean, if you can survive and if you can do better than that, if you can thrive, which I believe most of you can then you're going to look back on this time as hopefully your growth period. Uh, and, and a lot of you all that listen to my podcast, some of you are older than me. A lot of you are younger than me. Um, the younger guys, the younger fellows, I, I would encourage you to see this as sort of your baptism through fire. You know, out of the frying pan and into the fire. And it's kind of like, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to sit there and you're going to get fat and, and stupid? And you're not going to pay too much attention to what's going on around you, and you're just going to kind of let it happen to you, or you're going to be proactive and make a change, you know, do something, learn something, make something, you know, change every uh, negative into a positive. How do you do that? Well, it starts with your perspective. So adversity is always the path to growth. That's uh, one of the things I've been thinking a lot about. And damn it, has it been a rough go I mean 2021 come on fuck you 2021 anyway all right so I'm done with that now I have been sitting here at the house because I'm sort of halfway quarantining I don't think I have COVID even though a lot of people say COVID starts with like a stomach thing but I I don't think that's what this is at all I think this is just a uh, you know just a stomach flu bug thing or whatever I've been sitting here and I've been kind of watching YouTube. Thank God for YouTube, by the way. I mean, I sat and watched hours upon hours of YouTube. So all my buddies out there who have created great content, I'll just shout you out right now. Jeremy at Simple Little Life, man, I just like binge watch all the back videos that I hadn't watched. And you released some really good stuff on the um, Pythagorean theorem. Theorem uh the other day and i really truly appreciated that Uh, i learned a lot because i'm doing a lot of cad work and um, that's something i didn't fully understand uh and uh dustin and Devin over at the art of craftsmanship released a really cool video um of them building a, a smithy like an outdoor sort of shanty type deal like a overhead roof so he can move all of his anvils and blacksmithing equipment outside now, these are longer form videos and I know a lot of content creators think in terms of, you know, I got to get my projects done, I got to get it done fast. We were trying to get retention here. One of the things I love about those two channels is they don't do it that way. Um I I I see it as uh hold on a second. I got this uh I'm I'm recording at home, so I have to kind of mute some stuff here. Uh let's see. All right, here we go. Here we go. And uh, these are longer form videos. And typically, we're trying to shorten everything, get retention, right? Um, But Dustin, Devin, and Jeremy, they don't do that. And I appreciate it because just like Adam over at Tested, I really love the longer form stuff. Um, I also watched Adam Savage talk about his a uh, replicated version of the diary from the last crusade in the Indiana Jones movies and how he painstakingly did some bookbinding and all of that and and it's it's really weird because 20 some years ago I actually did bookbinding I you know just wanted to learn how to do it so I took some printer paper and I bound a book and I still have it I made wooden ash wooden covers for it and just kind of made my own book. So it was kind of fun to watch him talk about his process of actually making the grail diary from the, the last crusade. Anyway, I am watching all of this plus all my sailboat videos. I love these sailboat videos. I watch, you know, all these uh, people sailing around the world. That's one of my goals at some point in my life, if I live that long. Um, and, you know, just sitting there watching YouTube because I'm the guy that's going 90 miles an hour. You know, I'm running two businesses I am on social media a lot. I'm chatting with people, helping people through their grinder builds, um developing new products and doing all this stuff and I can't do it, you know? I just simply am so sick that my body's saying sit the fuck down, don't move. You need to rest. And that's what I did. And YouTube uh sort of walked me through it. And by the way, it feels awesome to know a lot of the people who are creating this content. Um, speaking of which, James Keaton over at Redbeard Ops. Uh, I have to go back to his stuff and look at it again. So I'm like, you know, going back through his catalog. And I'm learning a bunch of stuff there. I'm watching uh, Brian Cohn over at B-Cone Knives and his development. He's kind of messaging me and showing me what he's up to and, um, you know, looking for some ideas on reels. And, you know, we're... It's an amazing community we're a part of, and I feel truly blessed, truly, truly blessed to have uh, those connections. So thank you, guys. I appreciate that, uh, getting me through some tougher times. But uh, in the course of me sitting there and sort of uh, my brain resting, almost always I go to um, engineering, like I start thinking about new and different ways to do things. And one of the problems that I've had in the recent uh, months with supply chain, uh, and it's directly related to COVID, is I'm having trouble sourcing these specific types of knobs. Now, if you've bought a grinder kit from me, you know, because you're, you've probably got two or three different types of uh, half-inch knobs in your kits. And that's because... At any given time, those knobs go completely out of stock. I mean, just gone. And I am uh, I'm trying to source them in all these places, and you know, I'm buying a hundred to two hundred to five hundred at a time. And I uh, I buy all their stock out, and then I'll get an email like three days later. Oh, hey, we don't have those in stock. We can't even ship them. So now I'm three days behind, and that you know now I need to make more kits. I can't do that. Uh, it is super frustrating. And then I started thinking about, you know, there's a lot of people out there that make their own knobs. You know, I did originally when I made the first prototype, my knobs were all just bolts with stuff welded to the top so I could turn them. And then I started down the rabbit hole of watching people make their own knobs, basically taking, uh, you know, um, uh, quarter inch steel, three eighths inch steel and making these really cool knobs. So I'm deep diving now into geometry, right? I, and this, again, goes back to Jeremy's, uh, 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 the, the Pythagorean theorem of these trying to square things up and like how you move your hands and, and you know, when you're turning a knob, what are you really doing? Where does this grip take place? So now I'm designing what I try to, I would like to think is the perfect knob,
1: Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
2: You've attempted to buy these knobs a a hundred different places and you can't get them. Well, it's time to make them, right? It's time to at least make one and see what I can do with it. Now, I can't guarantee that I'm going to be able to do a production run of these. And I know it sounds just like the most weird, crazy thing, but... I'm starting to drink the Kool-Aid on this knob concept. Like, I may not go back to buying my own knobs. In fact, I think I might be able to make them cheaper than I can buy them for. And we can make them out of steel and we can make them super fucking cool, right? So, or or in the at best we could add it on as a part of the kit. Maybe somebody would buy like a bag of uh the nuts or the bolts and the nuts and the and the uh steel and then they would maybe weld it together themselves. I don't know. Um, but the, the concept here is it's simple, right? It's, it's just, where do you put your hand? How do your fingers move? And then clearances. I have been working on this like almost four hours today. And I do believe that I've got a pretty decent design. Unfortunately, I haven't filmed any of this and I don't know if I'll be able to get a video out this Saturday. Uh, if I feel well enough tomorrow, I may actually make just a quick video on the process of, why I designed it this way and where I got my inspiration and then the actual process of cutting it out of plate steel and then making a couple, uh, which is super easy. It's like one or two welds, not a big deal. Um, But I look at this like I look at everything else, right? I couldn't afford a grinder two years ago, so I made my own. And now I can't find things to make my own design. So now I have to start making those things. Um, I just think that the more we can control the process, the better. Um, If I can lean, let's just say I, I sell these knobs or whatever on my website and people buy them. I just, I just think that it takes another, it makes another layer of things that, you know, we're not relying on McMaster car or what, you know, Amazon or whatever, if we can do this and it's like a custom thing, no one will ever have a knob like this, you know, unless they buy it from me. I, I would assume anyway, I don't think these knobs exist anywhere. If they do, that would blow my mind. Oh my God. Um, Cause the design is kind of funky. So anyway, in search of the perfect knob, I think I'm there of course, until I hold one in my hand, Until I use it and whatever, I won't fully know. But um, I think that the process of, you know, achieving the design and then creating it is interesting to some people. And I would like to think it would be interesting to some. So I'm going to go ahead and hopefully make a video. Maybe just do a short, quick video for Saturday on that. Um, You know, I'm recording this on my computer and I don't, oh, I'm a 19 minutes in. There's like, no, I couldn't find the counter and how far I'm going on this uh, rant of mine. Um, usually I've been here and we have this big timer and we're watching a screen and, and I'm not doing that. But uh, anyway, so getting back to my, my my process of how I'm doing things and why it relates to me being sick, because if I wasn't sick, right, if I didn't have this time to just sit still I probably would just keep trying to source these knobs uh, somewhere else. I don't think I would have spent four and a half, five hours on designing a knob and spend like two days filming uh, the process of my development of said knob and then, you know, push it out to my laser cutters and let them do their thing and make a million of them so we could sell them. Um, I, I think I would probably just would have kept on with my busy work. So downtime, again, I'm going to try to spin it into a positive, uh, being sick and taking the time to make something new. I mean, who knows? I mean, maybe this knob shape will be like the next standard and it'll be called like the house knob or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. Right? So anyways, uh, (laughs) enough about knobs. Uh, and and by the way, I'll probably, uh, design this knob. I'll weld it and then I'll have to polish it. But that's what she said. All right. So what I've got going on in my workshop, uh, that, uh, one thing was, you know, basically one thing I could do from home was design work, which I've been up to. And then, um, working, uh, I went in, uh, this weekend and dropped off all the wire and cable so that I could fire up my new Paragon kiln. Uh, that is, uh a lot of people have asked me why I just decided to go with Paragon and, and there's a whole bunch of reasons. It, it mostly, um, I honestly, it, it was just the temp the time to temp was super important to me. And the Paragon pro gets to 2000 Fahrenheit in f- like 12 minutes. Right. Uh, and there's a reason for that. it's, I, again I did a lot of research not that the paragon is better than even heat or vice versa it's I was looking at time to temp that's really what I needed um, and perhaps even heat makes one of those and I just didn't know about it and I couldn't it was like I need this now let me buy it click 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 kind of thing um that's the reason uh i I have a lot of work to do to get it set up though there was like a wiring issue i talked about this last week on the show and then rodney for the sharp carpenter he he says you know that they make those plugs so you can't you know it's a safety feature so you can't like plug in a 50 amp Uh, plug into a 30 amp outlet. And uh, I made a comment like all the safety shit is like lame or whatever, but it is. lame. (laughs) Uh, And I get it because we have to idiot proof the world, right? I mean, um, you know, people are not paying attention. And so, yeah, you have to have different plugs. So, I ended up having to add a new plug to my shop, 220, do the right size uh, breaker, that whole thing. So I got that all wired up and ready to go. I fired that kiln, did the first firing, got it up to uh, 2046 degrees for three minutes, took 12 total minutes to get there. I am in love, absolutely in love with the speed of this thing. So time is money and that's how I saw it. Um, so I'm I'm getting set up for that. And the reason the cat, the other thing is, is I'm working on a, 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 a Giotto knife um, that uh, is kind of a prototype uh, for a contest that I'm in with a bunch of guys on YouTube. And uh, I'm not the best knife maker. So I definitely am going to lose this, by the way, because I've seen all their pictures on where we have a slack thread. And it's like you know sharing all the photographs of their work, and I'm like, I'm over here working with Mono steel. You guys like 80 CRV2? Oh man, I just I hand forged it down to you know 0.08, and they're like, this is uh, Q my cable Damascus. It's a hundred and million layers, and I'm like, oh, I'm definitely losing this. <laughs> uh, I think they included me because I uh, I have you know some. Um, connections with uh, YouTube and all that, and everybody. And I totally appreciate it, by the way. I love being a part of this stuff. Um, some of the people who are involved in that are the Beard Brothers, which is Redbeard and Blackbeard. Uh, so, Redbeard Ops and Blackbeard Projects, those guys are involved. Uh, Dustin, I think, over at The Art of Craftsmanship is in there. Eric from The Rivers Experience. Um, oh, man, there's so many. I'd have to to pull open Slack here just to see. Oh, uh, Dennis from uh, Tyrell Knife Works is involved. He's a super cool guy. Steve. um, Oh, Aaron Lee over at A. Lee Knives. Can't forget him. Uh, Man. Oh, my God. So many guys. So many good guys. Uh, Sperber Knives. Rivers Experience I mentioned. Tyrell Knife Works. Yeah, James. I think I got everybody. Oh, Keaton over at uh, Faraway Forge is involved. So anyway, lots of lots of guys involved. And then it turned into a whole scenario where we're all now talking about content creation. It was a, It's a really cool collaboration amongst us all. So I'm, I've got that in the works, but I need to heat treat that Kyoto because I want to try to figure out a couple of processes and finish that knife so I can actually attempt San Mai. That's like my next sort of... Um, path and and bladesmithing is uh, forge welding steel. Now, I don't have a press. I'm going to do it all by hand and this was inspired by uh, Aaron Lee over at Ailey Knives and he has done a bunch of videos about uh you know, forge welding by hand, you know, not doing it with a, a press uh or a power hammer. And then I watched a great video uh, by um uh uh, uh Oh, my God. uh, At the Rivers Experience, Eric. And um, he put together uh, a cable Damascus, which, man, it's it's it all this stuff I want to do. And it's uh, inspiring me to keep moving forward. So connecting with all these guys who are climbing the ranks in YouTube and content creation um, you know, there are little, some of them are, you know, in the 20,000, you know, range. And then you got guys like Blackbeard Ops, who's, I don't even know, he's probably up close to a million now and Redbeard, he's close to a hundred thousand. And then, you know, a couple guys only have maybe a couple thousand. And, you know, so it's just a bunch of us kind of like hanging out in these Slack chat rooms and talking about our processes. And then of course, now I want to go watch through YouTube videos and see what they're up to and whatever else. But, uh, it's, it's been a blast. So it's, I'm very inspired by it. I was hoping, and I don't even know if this is possible, but the reason, one of the biggest reasons for time to temp on the Paragon Kiln too was, is that I don't run my forge inside of my shop ever because of carbon monoxide. I have no way of blowing it out. My shop is not designed for that. So I was wondering, and I don't know if this is possible, but why couldn't you do it with electricity? Use a, use this forge. It's, it gets hot real quick uh, to, and, and actually heat your steel that way, make your billets and throw them in there, close the door, uh, and, you know, get them to forge welding temperature and then forge weld them. Uh, I, I don't know why that wouldn't be possible. Again, I don't know enough about it. Uh, it's entirely possible that that process would be far too expensive maybe for the power consumption, or maybe it could hurt the kiln. I don't know, but as for as little, As I would do it, I'm thinking like maybe it's worth a shot at least. So who knows? Uh, That's kind of what I've been up to in the workshop. That and totally reorganizing everything in my shop, trying to gain more room. You know, the walls are kind of closing in on me in there. I'm getting I'm calling some tools, getting rid of some things, throwing things away and just straight up organizing. In fact, a couple of guys had commented on some of my videos on Instagram and on Facebook is like, do you actually do any work in your workshop? And it's it's far too clean. What they don't see is that, you know, all of the dirty work happens in the last eight feet, which is where that eyes and glass is in my shop. So I have a dirty room and that's where my mezzanine is. So like right above my dirty room is all my storage for all my shipping container boxes and all that stuff st- is stored up there and all my excess hardware. And then uh, below it is all kind of uh, behind isinglass, and, and you don't know what isinglass is. If you've ever been on a boat, it's the clear plastic, uh, flexible plastic that hangs down like around the bridge or something. You know that uh, like on a sailboat or a, a fishing vessel, it's that. So I made my my grind room out of that. You know, two by two tube steel, all welded. Um, it's twenty feet wide by eight feet deep. It houses all of my grinders uh and my plasma table, uh, my my porta band saw anything where I'm grinding, you know, I do it in there. Now there is a lot of mess in the actual clean side too, uh, but I do have a very um uh, regimented cleanup situation. I'm always cleaning. So if I'm working and I'm thinking, I'm picking up and putting tools away and I'm trying to stay organized. So it doesn't appear as if something's going on in there and, you know, hey, whatever. I mean, I'm it's this my process. Um, plus, I'm doing a lot of content creation and I like to have my shop not be a disaster. I like it to uh, the, the uh, viewer to watch my content and be focused on what I'm talking about and not the piles of junk laying around. So that's just my preference. But you know what? Uh, You know, hey, uh, if your shop is dirty and you like it that way, uh, more power to you. You know, I'm I'm not judging you and I hope you're not judging me for a clean shop. So but uh, anyway, guys, uh, I'm uh, doing a short show only today. So we're 30 minutes in and I appreciate your support as always. Thank you to all our patrons, everybody who has uh, contributed to the Work For It podcast or bought something through my website, Housemade.us. I truly appreciate you doing that and, um, keeping me afloat, uh, during these tough times. Um, I am, uh, just so happy to be a part of, uh, this, uh, knife, uh, community of knife makers and and makers in general, woodworkers and all these people who I've connected with and continue to connect with. I am just every day feeling so blessed, uh, that I've found my family of freaks. I like to call them. So, Uh, Thank you so much. Um, You can support the show on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash work for it for as little as one buck, you can uh, support what we do on, on here. And that's uh, basically pays our little bit of our overhead uh, for the software that we use to upload everything and record over the long distances. And uh, yeah, uh, if you see a Ben on social media, uh, wish him a, a happy vacation. Uh, he works so hard during the year. It's great to hear that he's able to take some time and get that time with his family. Um, they've all been vaccinated. And so they're like, you know, uh, kind of wanting to do a little jaunting, which I think is awesome. And I think it's a, it's a positive thing. So if you see Ben out there on social media land, uh, you know, cheers him and say hi to him. And I appreciate you, Ben, so much. I want you to know that I, all the time. Uh, Listen to our podcast back after their broadcast uh, because sometimes I forget like what we're talking about. And I really do enjoy the energy between the steel and the wood. So uh, anyhow, guys, listen, I know that you all are going to have a great weekend this weekend because up north it is... uh, what is it? It's got to be spring up there, right? I mean, uh, I've seen some pictures of snow though (laughs) Uh, for some unfortunate folks, even this late into the spring. Uh, Wow. Uh, Snow. Interesting uh, weather patterns we've got going on. So uh, anyhow, guys, have a great weekend. Enjoy your time and your workshop. And I hope you all are working for it. My name is Brian House and this is the Work For It Podcast.